So what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing? Why not? Trying to get on the Slice Out Radio website. Sounds like a cool website. Yeah, it's alright. Oh, I might have it. You might have it. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio. That's okay. We're live and you'll get it. Yeah. Hi. That's it. You know, Al? Yes. Dealing with uh, Tyler, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's, yeah, you know, for a pothead, he's like so fucking organized. Yeah, man. I've been the, uh, using pot my whole life to be organized. Yeah, hey. Don't you tell him. Everywhere. You tell him. ADD will be off the charts. There you go. ADHD is where it's at, man. Oh, yeah. I've been had that forever. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you guys a story while you guys are playing over there since we we're already on the air. We're going live. We're live right now. Okay. So indulge me for one second, Ira, because you will find this very interesting. I don't know if you know this about me, but I was a case study in the 60s for hyperactivity, hyperactive children. And I went to the uh, Hinks Clinic twice a week where they watched me through a glass uh, rage and throw things and have fun, you know, the stuff that they do. Uh, if, if I knew then what I know now, I would have gotten through school and all that shit. No. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. We got to put a speaker to a mic to get feedback, right? Lucas, you, oh, depending, yeah. you know we're live, and you know. I know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I Everything's I live around here, buddy. Can we stabilize it? Yeah, if you were on time, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. For a change, well, can you see the questions pop up? Can you see, can you see my bomb? anything? Yes. Can you see what? Your bomb? My ball. I was itching my pulse. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's the what is, ooh, ooh. I didn't hear anything you said there, no. That's okay. I was just gonna say welcome to the higher estate. <laughs> Here, business phone goes away okay. for an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take your business away. phone and shove it. Oh, All right. Boy. I, sh- I shove my phone well to life. <laughs> oh, hi everyone. And we're oh. we live here. Is this working? Yeah. yeah. It's, working. Just it's working here. Yes. What did they want to know? I did post about vaping. It's important to vape. All right. We're going to take questions. You're growth off. There is an article in the news about vaping. Is there? Today. Yeah. You know what else there is? challenge their article. Read it. See if they're right. What did it say? I haven't read it. I just saw it. Well, how are we going to read it? TheGrowthOff.com. The growth off. You did they change their website? No. Yeah. It looks, it's different. It. Up them, I think. Oh. So I think their stuff might be influenced the a little growth, bias. What now. do I do? The growth off? GrowthOff.com. Or oh dot com, not dot C A. Dot com. Okay, there it is. That's way better. Oh, hold on. Am I nineteen? What's the what's my yeah, birthday? Eh? Oh, we need to figure out how to get you louder. It Who? My birthday Me? is going to be 43.5 oh, yeah. today. You'll be getting you guys on eventually. Oh, yeah. I have headphones, so, don't I? That's, 
No, but I mean, it's, uh, here's one about a uh, healthier yeah. alternative to smoking or vaping using a nebulizer. Nebulizer. Yeah. Oh, I had, I have one of those. All right, hey everyone, and welcome to this edition. What is it? We always have an edition. Why do I this say edition that? of the higher state is the ask the doctor question? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. ask the doctor. Oh, that's a good one. So this is a right. So uh, hold on, can I start again? <laughs> Just kidding. Hey everyone, I don't have that voice, but I want that voice. I hate how my voice sounds. Everyone, no, does. I like everyone does not like how their voice sounds. On is that voice. true? I I hate it. I hate my voice. I feel Everyone like does. I sound like the like the dumbest fuck. You have a pretty good radio. It's just, yeah, no, it's not bad. I, like your voice is good for radio because it's very projecting. When mm-hmm. I, I sound can, like I, I love being Canadian. And you pronounce words really well. I hey. don't. So we did this filming <laughs> the other week, and it sounded like I was like, they're like, you pronounce your words. I'm like, I know. I pronounce my words. Anyways, hey, everyone. Welcome to the higher estate. We have a, I mean, this is my favorite kind of show because uh, we have an empty seat, which is amazing. Uh, so today is going to, I'm going to try to get Lucas, who's always doing the recording. You like, like the those Clydes? kids? The, yeah. Are they the Big Sean these, Clydes? These are the, the, I've had them for two years, though. The Clydes, yeah, Big Sean. Do you like them? Yeah, Clydes are big. Classic Pumas. They're classic Pumas, awesome awesome yeah. Awesome I love shoe. them. Uh, and look at the lace. Yeah. I love the laces. Fun. There's new ones with the, the tab on It's like a rainbow color, but they're all black. Really? And they're leather. This is, this is like, like suede, suede. Eh? suede. Yeah. it's pretty cool. They have like a leather one with a black. Bottom and it looks like a dress shoe. Yeah. Really Somebody nice. was asking about the office in Toronto. Do they just call them that? Yeah, our office is in uh, Burlington and Hamilton, Toronto. We don't. We're not. Uh, we're not in Toronto right right now, but we will be like very shortly. All right. So why do I? What's going on? So today, what we're going to be doing is having my favorite kind of conversation. It's going to be ask the doctor. I already have some questions that were out there that people wanted to know about, like what is cannabis, what is THC, what are cannabinoids, mm-hmm. uh, what is the actual plant, what's the difference between a sativa and an indica, why Why do I get so frustrated when people say I'm smoking a sativa and it's doing this to me, dude, mm-hmm. or why is the, you know, I like smoking indicas, it's like saying I like smoking the, the equator, or I yeah. like smoking well, like... Mountains. You're just smoking different profiles in the plant, different terpenes, different cannabinoids, You're which gives you the effect. They're just regions of the world. Well, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The plant itself is what you're getting a different variety right. of. Geographical location helps influence that variety of the plant. Yes. There you so go. that's that's what I'm looking okay. for. So that's awesome. I'm a firm believer in that too. Good. 100%. Well, I mean, I think most people who, who have done away with the bro science uh, yeah. kind of understand. What's that, Al? The bro science? Yeah, I call, like, you know, people walk around and they're like, yeah, man, cancer, you know, cannabis is going to cure your weed, it's going to cure your your, yeah. your cancer, man. And just take CBD and you'll be fine. Yeah, just take yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. What, I call, that's what I call bro yeah. science because they're like, bro, this is going to help this you, bro. You, man. Yeah, okay, I get you. Been there, I, done that. I, <laughs> take this acid. Yeah. Don't trust the vaccine. <laughs> Peer pressure. Yeah. It used to be called peer pressure. Right. Yeah. And now it's pro science. It's true. Mm-hmm. So we talk actual science. So we're going to do some science talk. And we're also going to uh, talk. Well, we're, it's getting nice outside. Why am I sitting so far from this thing? Um, and it's getting really nice outside. So we're going to have Tyler 
who is a um, optimal grower. I'm not calling these mass. I hate that I hate fucking that name. I'm gonna. You that. know what? I feel <laughs> like I am not a master grower by any means. But I've grown cannabis for a long time. What does that even that. mean? Yeah. You know what it I means did? You have a PhD. Yes, right. So you know what's funny? I just watched this. Uh, I watched this documentary on Netflix called Som. Mm-hmm. It's about some master sommeliers. First of all, that is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you want to be a master cannabis grower? Let me stick six strains in front of you, and you do your thing and tell me what you they can't are. Really? Yeah, because there's so much complexity that goes into the like this, the profile of well, wine. I wonder though. Like, let's you, create that. If you go, if you go to the vineyards, like, I'd go on a regular basis during the summer. And test out, and they have like certain wines, same year, same grape varietal, but two different patches of soil, and you try them side by side, and you can tell the difference. Like your brain starts to like be like, okay, when they say oakiness, and sorry, are you trying to tell me you're a sommelier now? No, by God, no. But I've tasted a lot of wine. The soils with the plant grows in. If the soil has different nutrients, or it has. Say the soil is really acidic, or the soil is not. It's going to completely change the way the plant grows. Dirty like. That's why some of the, uh, the smells like sweaty balls and tennis balls, and that's what these guys are like. Oh yeah, it's oh yeah, it smells like you know rubber and tennis balls. I'm like, I smell wine; it all smells the same. I smell acetone, and well, it's like I don't know what I smell. I, I like baby amarones; those are my faves. You know what I hate is the smell of gasoline on I me love- or near me. My God, I love that it's smell. Good use and well, here's the good news. You won't be a huffer. Yeah. No, right? <laughs> I'd go to Canadian Tire with my parents when I was younger. I wanted to smell That's gas great. and smell rubber. Okay, let's pretend that he never. I didn't go and huff gas, but when you used to walk right in Canadian Tire, it used to be all automotive stuff. So there's a big wall of tires, there was gas and everything, and it smelled amazing. Really? I love the I smell used of- to shop at the original Canadian Tire on Young Street. In oh, Toronto? That was fucking huge. Oh, Al, do you have a swear jar there? No, oh, because everybody's allowed to swear here in right. my house. Okay, let's get back on track. Here. Let's not lose track today because yeah. we tend to lose track and then you know people don't like it. Uh, just make sure you're looking at all the questions. So right. after we do some cannabis education, we're, or maybe before, I don't know. I didn't really think about that much. Why don't you much. answer the first question? You said that one of them was what's the endocannabinoid right. system? Yeah, answer yeah. Okay, and then we're going to get into uh, Tyler because it's really nice outside and people have questions uh we're now allowed to grow legally you can grow your own four uh plants Mm -hmm. and uh, i want to start putting plants outside but i have no idea what i'm doing Mm -hmm. so tyler's going to take us through a step-by-step basically i'm going to be like your uh your average dude that walks in off the street and is like Mm -hmm. yeah man I want to put my four seeds in the ground. What should I do now? Well, you'll learn that you don't just put seeds in the ground. <laughs> well, you know? no. I thought that's, but I feel like, no, it's not like Jack could, and the Beanstalk. You have to throw down a bunch of them. Oh, not you all do? Of them will sprout. you got to germinate them first to see if oh, they're Oh, I thought I just put one in the ground and I water it. No? Okay. You can, but so like, no idea you'll, what I'm doing. yeah. I don't grow cannabis. I prescribe cannabis. All right. <laughs> so why don't we just, it's so true. Uh, and then, uh, and that's what we're going to do today. So ask the doctor and, uh, and then how to grow cannabis on your own, simply outside. Yes. So first question is, what is cannabis? It's a plant. Well, hold on. So it is a plant, but I mean, <clears throat> I guess you're right. I guess we can't really say cannabis. There are, cannabis is made up 
of two really important systems that work synergistically with each other. You have the endocannabinoid system, and that's the cannabis that exists inside your body. Mm -hmm. uh, and you actually have cannabinoids. Those are the actual chemicals or the molecules in your body that actually cause an action. They're the, they, they actually are like, um, well, ligands, which are like little chemicals, the same way that you have other compounds in your body, like epinephrine or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, that actually, or serotonin that cause an action. The same thing happens with the endocannabinoids that are in your body. But you also have endocannabinoids, or you also have cannabinoids, exogenous cannabinoids, or cannabinoids that exist outside of your body. Mm -hmm. Those are what exist inside the plant. So we actually have two separate systems that work together. You have one system called the endocannabinoid system, and that's the cannabis that works inside your body. Mm -hmm. We actually have a bunch of different chemicals in our body that make up that system. The most pronounced one in our body, do you know the name of it? The most pronounced? Endocannabinoid, or the cannabinoid that exists within our body. Do you know what it's called? Not off the top of my head. No. Does anybody, hey, anybody, uh, what's your name? Lucas. <laughs> Keep yours uh, on, too, know. so people can see what's going on. Do you know what it's called? I do not know. Sorry. I just Does anybody on there know what it's called? Anybody? Okay, well, nobody knows what it's called. I'll just tell you what it's called. It's called anandamide. Really? There you go. Yeah. Do you know what anandamide actually – interesting. So science has put together this – we have all these chemicals that are endocannabinoids within our body – the number, like the most abundant one is called anandamide. Do you know what anandamide means? No. Anand come on. Sanskrit for the bliss molecule. Bliss? Oh, Interesting. Really? Uh, so we have this molecule that scientists all agree is amazing, and they called it the bliss molecule. So our body contains a molecule called the bliss molecule. Why is it called bliss? Right. So it's called, so any, hopefully some of you guys are runners. Ever feel that uh, runner's high? Yeah, so it makes you feel really good. It's in charge of a lot of different mechanisms in your body, uh, like homeostasis and, well, look at that. Hey, guys. Uh, oh, bye -bye. Bye -bye. Tyler fucking around. I'm trying to get phone. alive. That's so funny. So oh. put it up there. Put it, yeah, put it inside the... Here, will you monitor the questions <laughs> if they come up? I so got to come out there and put things where they're supposed to be, guys. <laughs> for a year now and we're as ghetto as it gets so just let us be. it's well the reason is it because it's character. just our it's just our cell phones that i didn't bring that that Thank gorilla you. pod we just need the like stand. a couple of those i have them i, All you the, I sent you a link to the best stand i have them i just didn't bring them oh, i never remember them because last time this guy remembered them and it worked really well last time okay so we have we have anandamide that exists in our body uh it's in charge of things like the uh, the runner's high, and uh, mm -hmm. it's also in charge of uh, of well, pretty much all of homeostasis. So it actually is in charge of regulating our body. Cannabis inside mm -hmm. our body is really a master regulator of all of our bodily functions. So uh, you know, we ha it's one of the most abundant systems that our body contains. How crazy is that? Mm -hmm. uh, we also have other receptors and, and other chemicals in our body that are also cannabinoids, but the most abundant one for simplicity, anandamide, the bliss molecule. And why is that? Because it causes the runner's high. It yeah. causes us to feel good. It also helps us with sleep. It helps regulate 
all of our bodily hormones. It regulates a whole bunch of things. Does it work with serotonin and dopamine at all? Yeah, uh, it's on the same level. Okay. Does it regulate the production of? No, no, it doesn't. It's interesting. So it works slightly different than uh, than most um, most neurotransmitters. Most neurotransmitters are released from this part of your body, Mm -hmm. and then they cause an action, but they're always hanging around. So I would call things serotonin reuptake inhibitors or dopamine reuptake. We want the dopamine in our body that's already produced to sort of hang around, whereas the cannabinoids in our body actually work quite differently. They work as a negative feedback loop. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling down... Mm -hmm that your body will spontaneously produce anandamide to make you feel better. Okay. If you're having balancing action. Yeah, it is the balancing action. Like there's an action and an equal and opposite reaction. Well, it's sort of like your body needs to move. It's not moving. So how do you get it to move? You call, you create chemicals to have, to, to be produced. It kind of has the effect, the mental effect of doing the opposite as well. Like what if you're feeling too confident, it will humble you. Or if you're feeling too, like, you know, inside yourself, it'll, like... Yeah, so okay. it, it can. It depends on where it's working in your brain. So right. for me, it's like you're, if you're having a seizure mm-hmm. uh, and you need your seizure to stop, a, can, a cannabinoid inside your body, maybe not an andamide, it could be an andamide, it can also be 2-AG, there's a bunch of them, mm-hmm. it will produce a cannabinoid that will then, from that part of your brain that's... <laughs> That will then signal some other part of your body to say, stop, stop this seizure from happening. Mm-hmm. So that's how the cannabinoids work inside of our body. Mm-hmm. Really cool. That's an endocannabinoid. So then what exists in the world? Yeah. What exists in the, pla- in, in the plant? So in the plant, we also have cannabinoids. Those are the mm-hmm. active chemicals that are literally, almost literally imitate and mimic what's already in our body. That that and what we know those ones. Give me a name of one. Somebody throw one up. CBD. CBD. What does CBD mean? What does it stand for? Can I have a hard time pronouncing the word. I'm not. Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Al, no. what is it? Do you know what CBD stands for? Uh, cannabidiol. Ah, good job, cannabidiol. Yeah. However you want to pronounce it. Idol. What do you I say? Cannabidiol, because it's the way it's spelled. I-D-O-L-L at the end. Cannabinoid. That's how I read it. <laughs> what? Dyslexia? Dyslexia? I don't know. Dyslexia. Oh, you got a little dyslexia. Sucks. I think I have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. You think? It's, I know I do. Listen. Bully. Uh, <laughs> you crack me up, Ira. <laughs> On an aside, when I was uh, in third grade, um, not third grade, when I was in ninth grade, they tried to do, it's a big difference, yeah, that's right? Yeah, yeah, sorry, who's dosing me today? This is my doctor. Um, When I was in ninth grade, they they tried to do a learning, like, you know, you sit through all these learning assessments. I was not a great student until university, to be honest. And... uh, so when I was in uh, in ninth grade, they tried to do a learning assessment on me. And uh, first, they couldn't do a full assessment because I wouldn't sit still long enough. So they're like, this isn't going to work because he won't sit still. But <clears throat> he's in like 98th percentile for logic. He has a grade three reading level. That was me. Same thing. Yeah. But I did in grade seven. And I was at like a grade four reading, but everything was well above a, board. A demonstration yeah. of the failure of the education model. 
identify differences in people and like, yeah. address. Like, yeah. Yeah. Were you good at math? Nothing was interesting. No, I was horrible at math. I was yeah, good at I loved history and science. Yeah. And I did really badly. Like that's the weird thing. You know? I did really well in history. Uh, no, that's a lie. I did really well in gym. Like <laughs> I did ultimately the best in gym. I do well with formulas and stuff that's just always the same, like geography. So let me ask you a question, Ira. Because yeah. I went back to, and got my my grade twelve at twenty seven, and then went and studied photography, and I had a hell of a time. Uh, I ended up in the bar most of the time because that's where everybody was. Uh, yeah. How did you manage to get through university and stuff? Like, did you have a regiment that you had to use? So I, if we're going to talk, like, we will be not talking. Yeah. <laughs> talking about what uh, medical questions today or growing if I go into my story. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should save my story for, save for another, I'll for save another day. How I got to university, I was on a scholarship, and if my GPA dropped below 2.5, I didn't have that scholarship anymore. Right. That was my motivation. But I, I couldn't do that. I was a high school dropout. And, uh, yeah, eventually I made my way back. Mm. It was I had a really, really tough go, and then university, it just all came. It all clicked for me in university. It took me seven years to get out of high school. Wow. And five, six, I took a year off, so – two finished in seven i started university that in seven two to seven how many years is that not seven years i don't know i can't do math that's five five. so when did i start i started yeah okay so six years is at the end of the day it took me six years to uh to do uh university or high school it wasn't seven years so yeah i can't even i couldn't even do the math anyways that'll be for another another talk when we get to uh maybe next week when we go back to health and wellness uh, and parents have questions about how to get kids with uh, their kids with ADD and wondering about motivation and how to how to do it and live a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How you school because that's what I did. It, it was um, you know I was you know, the against all odds kind of kid. But uh, back to uh, the endocannabinoid system. <clears throat> so our body contains the endocannabinoids. What exists in the plant? THC, CBD, and a hundred over one hundred other cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Right. So the two most common ones are THC and CBD. THC is tetrahydrocannabinol. It's a chemical compound mm-hmm. that uh, interacts with our body in the same way that anandamide basically does. Uh, and, uh, and then we have CBD uh, or cannabidiol. And that if interacts with our body as well. Mm-hmm. Now, we're always, you know, we're sort of, how, how do those things interact? So interestingly, our body has specific receptors that take them. Now, here's the question. I was going to say, like, if, if we if if, if um, we didn't historically use it a lot at some point, why else would we have them, or why would you get? We wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we for sure wouldn't. It. Yeah, yeah, we've been using this plant for thousands of yeah, years. Probably, you wouldn't evolve the <clears throat> First evidence of this plant was uh, twelve thousand over twelve thousand years ago, the Yangshu Dynasty. Yeah, uh, the monks written on pottery. What's that? Yeah. It was used how? Uh, initially, it was used as uh, sacramental. Not even. Uh, um, uh, not even as medicinal. Yeah, it, well, it was used in religious ceremony. Eventually became used as um, medicinal. Uh, India sort of introduced the uh, the ganja doctor, and that's still to this day. It's been used medicinally, uh, and that's over three, 4,000 years old. You know, There's some question about where it, where it was first found. If you ask uh, China, the, uh, you know, the Chinese will say we found it, and if you ask the, you know, India... You go to India, they'll say, well, we found it because one of the heads of Shiva 
was cut off and it rolled into China and uh, Indochina or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that's where cannabis came from. One of the uh, heads. And of- even thinking of that, there's African colonies and stuff that go way before then. Oh yeah. And it grows wildly there. But they didn't document stuff as much as the Asians did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, certainly. There's no way. I mean, we just go by what we know, and I think that's what we have to sit, settle with. Mm-hmm. So our body contains these uh, – So sorry, so the plant. We have THC and CBD, uh, uh, and both of those are called cannabinoids. The active component – of the plant is called the cannabinoid mm-hmm. and it's located in the trichome that crystally looking stuff the key the stuff that's on the mm-hmm. uh the ends of the actual plant uh of the bud and, and on the flower the stuff that makes it shiny crystals the spark oh, that's a good way the sparkly unicorn crystals yeah that's what contains the cannabinoids and those ones interact with our body but here in lies the problem right so if our body doesn't actually have the endo, the cannabinoids in themselves, they're produced when we need them or when we don't need them to mm-hmm. cause something to happen or not. If we take it externally, we're introducing something we may or may not need. Right. Right. So yeah. in there lies the problem. And if I mentioned already that it's the master regulator of most of our bodily functions, what happens we can dysregulate our body by taking more than we need. 100%. Right? So we have to, like any other medication, any other drug, any other substance, plant, anything on the planet, it can have, it can lead to, you know, some significant issues. So you obviously have to be careful with it. Um, at least, you know, maybe, maybe be mindful with it. Let's take a word careful. That's the prohibitionist's mentality. And let's be mindful with it. Yes. So that's what, cannabinoids are they're uh chemicals that exist inside the plant that mimic already what exists inside of our body and what receptors do they hit in our body good question tyler they cb1 cb2 right we actually have more than a cb1 and a cb2 receptor we have transient receptor proteins as well but the interesting thing about uh thc you know for argument's sake we're going to say that THC binds and causes an or causes its action on the CB1 receptor, right? Whereas CBD binds and or not binds causes its action on the CB2 receptor. Um, by inhibiting it, it then causes an action. Yeah. Uh, it also binds to or affects the CB1 receptor by inhibiting the action of THC on that receptor, which is why it's important. If you're going to, if THC is what causes euphoria, mm-hmm. because its receptor being the CB1 receptor located in the part of your brain that causes euphoria, well, if we know that CBD can counteract the effects of the receptor on it mm-hmm. uh, in that part of your brain, it's, it's sort of important to have, and you don't want to get that high, always have a little t- CBD with your THC. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it'll nullify some of the effects that you get from THC. Makes sense? Yep, pretty kind of cool. Now I'm going to blow your mind and say none of the cannabinoids actually bind to CB1 or CB2. Uh, here's a big scientific word. Here's a big scientific word. They're called allosteric modulators. Ah, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, look it up. 
Yeah. Look it up. It means they just change, you know, it's, you know, if like in a puzzle, if you put the last piece in, it changes the configuration of the whole puzzle. <clears throat> so it actually, those, the cannabinoids actually change the configuration of the receptor itself to cause an action versus just binding to it. Mm-hmm. So what, anyway. why would that happen? It's like a stopgap for, for like, why not? Why not? They just evolve to like directly affect each other. Why have the? They do because they affect so many other parts oh, that go around the CB1 and the CB2 receptor. Like if you look at CBD, which is the anti-inflammatory, guys. Um, by like it's good at the neuropathic pain and the anti-inflammatory. But if you look at its actual action, it's not necessarily even much on the CB2 receptor. Mm-hmm. It goes mostly involved with the immune response. It, Increasing the immune response, but for the most a lot most part, and this is still a lot of science we have to gain. Remember, we only learned about these in the late 90s, early 2000s, and we're yeah. still learning. Like this is this is the this is fairly new science for us. So it it, it those receptors. Man, you guys have more science than 99 percent of doctors know. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, because I, 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 you know, obviously heard like a little bit of that, but not like you know, actually why and how. You know? I heard you mention where the CB1 is located. Where's the CB2 located? So CB1s are CB1 receptors are mostly located in the central nervous system, uh, inside your brain, inside your spine. The truth is, they're also located on we call them visceral organs. So inside of the different organs of your body, mm-hmm. uh, like your liver, your pancreas, your spleen, which is one of the reasons why it's effective in things like glucose control or blood sugar control or mm-hmm. can be not prime time. Don't start because uh, this is not medical advice. Remember that. I'm just giving you some information on science, people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the one of the reasons that THC can potentially help with uh, – uh, with glucose control right. and why you have CB1 receptors in your gut, which is why THC potentially helps with inflammatory bowel disease. Mm-hmm. But then you have CB2 receptors. Actually, right. you also have CB2 on your heart and your, uh, on Organs, blood vessels. Right? Yeah, Organs. all that kind of thing. So CB2 receptors aren't located so – they are in your brain. They are located in certain parts of your brain, of course, things that have to do with memory, mm-hmm. um, definitely in there, and sleep in there as well. Uh, phase three, four, deep sleep, not REM sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can help keep you staying asleep. Uh, but then you also have them in the periphery. You have them on muscles. You have them on the end parts of the muscle. You have them on bone. Uh, you in your immune system, you actually have them on most inflammatory cells. Yep. Like the cells that cause inflammation, uh, you actually have CB2 receptors located on them, which is why... Uh, there's, you know, basic science that looks at how do we decrease the inflammatory response well, if you, with CBD. Well, if you use CBD, it causes them to blow up so that there's no, that inflammation decreases. So uh, that's how it works from an inflammatory perspective. So is that why when you use a topical cream, it's much better to have it in a high CBD rather than a high THC? So that's a, that's a really good question. First of all, uh, topical cream cells, um, topical creams, will only work very superficial mm-hmm. unless they're made water-soluble. Right. Okay? So all cannabinoids hate water. Yes. They're, they love fat. Mm-hmm. But if most of our body, 80% of it is water, mm-hmm. and we call it the basement membrane bef- below the five levels of your skin, or how many levels? I don't remember. Derm? No, nah, it's five, seven, I don't know, something like that. I think it's five, whatever. I could be totally wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. 
But anyway, below the deepest level of your skin is a barrier of water. So to mm-hmm. get below that, the cannabinoid has to seep through it. Right? Has to seep through. So it has to be made water soluble. Otherwise, right. any salve you use is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, you can use hyaluronic acid. People put this stuff together and make your face all shiny yep. and anti-inflammatory and keep mm-hmm. you young and and and, uh, and youthful. Uh, so it's fine. But so, for example, like something that's water soluble would be like an isolated CBD. You add that into a topical cream, it's water soluble. It can yeah. add lavender as well. That helps. Smoothie or juicer completely dissolves. Yeah, but it doesn't make it water. I don't water. It doesn't. It can't it be water soluble. To the top, nothing. Isolate? No, it, it may not float to the top, it but it's still not water soluble. in it. Isolate. 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 Did you just teach me something? Look it up. I don't. I don't buy it. I've. I'm gonna I not buy it. Myself. And it's worked very well. Why would an isolate change? Why would yeah? Why would an isolate change? And I'm going to venture to guess no. Now, you yeah. Okay, okay. The cannabinoid itself is hydrophobic. Well, hydrophobic. I've seen. I've used it in isolates where it works well. Though. Hydrophobic has a water phobia. I got an. Why don't we ask Doctor Google? Because um, it's always right. I'm guessing it's like it's property. Bro, Google. Okay, so yeah, no isolate will dissolve. Easily in alcohol-based solvents okay, and water-based solvents. Well, alcohol certainly because it's an emulsifier. Right. So it, right here, water you, water right does here. emulsify. So truth is, mm-hmm. water does it's emulsify, like but it's it it's not going to work in just a regular. Uh, it emulsifies plastic. That's for sure. Water does, right? That's why we don't like water. But it's it, you want to maximize your CBD intake. Okay, you can keep reading. You're reading out loud. You know. You're, Sorry, I will just read. <laughs> can you read more stuff saying on here is. It's I'm not going to use as water soluble. Yeah, it's not. Okay. So I'm just going to say no, and we're going to say that if you want to make cannabis isolate any kind form the cannabinoid water soluble, then you have to add an emulsification to it, or you can add a protein carrier, drag like DMSO that can drag it across the water, the basement membrane. This is ex- saying exactly what you're saying. Well, I'm. What do you, Corey? Can you just say that? Hold on, everybody. No talking. What did you no, say? This saying, is saying what? It's saying if you're taking it topically, it's more beneficial to have it as a water soluble than to have it as an ingestible I'm or an oil or fat. I'm not always you're right. Definitely but, right on there. But it's saying you can use it as a water soluble. And it's well, it's not. Effective. Anyway, not effective. So um, let's just get back to uh, to this point here. Point being that if you want to use a topical, then it has to be made water-soluble or you have to add a protein carrier to it that yeah. is going to drag it across the basement membrane. So if you're – yeah. Like what, what's an example? An example of a DMSO? A DMSO yeah. would be that. Like it's what they use from horses. The Like okay. uh, yeah. that's really good. You know, the tr- truth is actually one of the terpenes inside the cannabinoid itself, linalool, linalool, right? Mm-hmm. Is a um, is a, uh, a a carrier right? It'll help. It'll help make um, the cannabinoids more water soluble. So that's really interesting. So you all you want to always have that extract inside of your uh, um, inside your cream or whatever. So or you know if you're using like a Voltaren cream or one of those other like anti-inflammatory creams, they all have built into them because all of these compounds are pretty much fat soluble and not water soluble so mm-hmm. most of the creams have their own they've already put in an emulsifier ethanol is an emulsifier itself mm-hmm. so you can use ethanol to then make you know to extract it and put it in water as long as you you know emulsify the alcohol off like and that's agent. what most topical cream instructions are saying here <clears throat> make it as an alcohol tincture first to be water soluble see so yeah dr price 
Boom. Dr. Price, hold on. Do I have a mic? There's a mic there. I'm dropping knowledge bombs. All right. By the way, the cannabinoids inside the plant are actually called phytocannabinoids, plant-based cannabinoids, because the endocannabinoids are the ones that exist inside of our body. I think I questions pretty good. Are you uh, – any other questions showing up there? Um, uh, PJ just said on my window here that so does lanolin. Yes, yeah, little, little lanolin, like there's a couple of them that help, uh, a couple terpenes that make, uh, unless he's trying to say linalool, I don't know, lanolul, linalool. And the different terpenes are in different strains? Or is it yes. Different? Is that? Yeah. Yes. And how many different, like, how many terpenes yeah, are there? Like, so there's probably 21 different terpenes that are within, like, unique terpenes to, uh, to can to the canna- cannabis plant itself. Yeah, are there ones that are in all of them? Pardon me. Are there are certain that are in all of them, or they're like? Yeah, myrcene is very predominant in cannabis. Okay. So there are there are a bunch that are usually pretty uh, prominent within most strains. One like if you look at if we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and the question was what's the difference between a sativa and an indica? Uh, like there's uh, there's a lot of indicas that have a high level. Of myrcene in it. Mm-hmm. It was thought that that's what, you know, people used to say, oh, you know, I get the couch lock because, you know, I'm going, you know, because it's an indica. You know, what does that even mean? I'll mm-hmm. give you a high sativa, could put you to sleep. I think we figured that out last week yep. when I fell asleep yeah. on the phone. You know, like. But there is definitely that, that, that idea out there. Yeah, that's bro science. That's bro science. We get that. But I mean, terpenes people, cause those effects a lot of the time. Yeah. People should talk about which terpenes they're after. Yes. They do, right? Yes. Yes. So, yes. Terpenes actually, are the key. Right? One really cool thing about that is there's like one particular dispensary in the U.S. that is now listing all their terpene profiles and they're the first ones to do it. It's yeah. Easy to but now, like in Canada, they're starting to do it. You can look up the lab reports on most LPs websites. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really imp- important because the, the combination, the entourage or the combination of the whole plant cannabis is really beneficial because they all have their own, um, their, their own profiles. Now, terpenes exist. In so, so what are terpenes? First of all, let's go back to a simple question. What is a terpene? You want the scientific answer or the general answer? General answer: scents and aromas. Right. So the scientific answer is they're aromatic, aromatic hydrocarbons. Yeah. So they are what give the smell to all of cannabis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, they, you know, that smell not only does it have its aroma to it, uh, which is another reason why you want to vape, by the way, because they have their own burning levels, and you mm-hmm. end up, you know, all when you burn cannabis, it all smells the same. Because so here's some science: okay. terpenes evaporate at 21 degrees Celsius. There you go. Terpenes tend to evaporate really quickly. So yeah, it's, like a lighter, it's like 1,000 degrees, yeah, like yeah. 1,200 <laughs> degrees. So incomplete combustion, you're fucked. It all smells. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It all smells the same. But if you use a uh, use a vaporizer, you can smell the different aromas. And you can <laughs> taste it too. And you taste it. The argument about for here's the argument. By the way, I'll be my own devil's advocate here. Um, when you smoke a joint, mm-hmm. the heater at one end, the heat at one end is hotter than the end, the end itself. Yeah, so when you that's inhale, true. Just a second. When you inhale the, the toxins and all the smoke from combustion, you are getting some benefit of the terpenes that are on the inside, closer to the. 
yeah. that are closer to your actual like uh, filter because mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's just heating them up a little bit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still getting all the toxins in there. So yeah, essentially, it's just evaporating. Though, it's, right? Yeah, it's just oh, not good. Come on, Buzzkill! I'm smoking a joint. Give me a break. Why are you using your shatter laser? I'm using that too. I just happen to be smoking a joint right now. I love you. I love you. All right. So terpenes. Uh, back to terpenes. So there are a bunch that are you know common inside of the the plant. So yep. you have linalool, um, limonene, limonene. These have like characteristics yeah. to them that are like you can trace across different strains. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can, so if like you do the lab reports on them, you'll find out every terpene. Like and Mercy. depending on how the plant is grown and under what type of lighting, what frequencies of lighting, you can increase terpene profiles and decrease them as well. So like LED, oh. like LED is better for increasing them because you can control the dimming and you control the light frequencies a lot better so than you can on an HPS. I can see that getting really crazy really fast. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, say that again. And talk louder over there unless you come join us. Oh, we should have put you on. Put yeah, yeah, bring the mic over. <clears throat> so what do you want me to say again? Um, how do you change the terpene profile? Yeah, some yeah. stuff that I've been reading lately is in like the last few weeks of flowering, actually adding in more blue light. So changing really? the well, more daylight, changing the spectrums, of, not changing the blue light is, is only just from changing sun. the light. Now, blue light comes from lots of stuff. Fluorescence, it's all blue. oh right, fluorescent. But uh, so I've done some research on increasing the amount of blue light for the last few weeks of flowering can potentially increase yields of the terpenes within the plant. It also, it's such new science. Like a lot of people say different things about it. So because they're still trying to pinpoint the exact research to see which does it the best. Yeah, there's right. been research on them. Lots, like, to, like, lots. Like, dial it in Mainly out of companies in Oregon. A lot of organic growers in Oregon do a lot of this research. Really? Yes. You know what I just realized? You know why everything's so shaky over there? Because that table isn't level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what else I noticed? There's a, a chaga mushroom sitting yeah. on my table. Yeah. That's it's a beautiful cool. chunk of chaga. It is. It's a beautiful chunk of chaga. Chaga, choo choo. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Right. Okay, so um, terpenes, other terpenes like aside, so there's limonene, linalool, mercy, um, piney. So there's like, and there's you know between some people will say nine to eleven. Um, in particular, ones that are in in the plant, I've seen people say up to twenty uh, different. That oh yeah, you can have twenty in in one right. strain, but are just unique. To, uh, and you can to, create to cannabis, new but with new terpenes, but you blend them. Guys, they them. exist in all parts of life. When yeah. you're smelling a lemon, you're smelling yeah. lemony. Yeah. That's a 100%. that is that is a terpene. Same with lavender. Lavender. The lavender is linalool. Linalool. There you right. go. Right. So, uh, like that's in when you find in certain you find in lavender. lavender. Oh, just, yeah. All linalool is is lavender. Yeah. Okay. That's the smell of lavender. You're smelling the terpene linalool. Mm-hmm. It's just a fancy motherfucking name. For essential oil, an essential. It's just basically an essential <laughs> oil, <laughs> right? Yeah, yo, I got some. You got linalool on you over here? Yeah. Who's got What's the linalool? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't just hear any change going into that jar there, buddy. Yes, oh, I'm not gonna. There we have go. lots left today. All right. Um, so I was answering what okay. a terpene is. So that's what a terpene is. Mm-hmm. What is uh? So I think 
Any, I think that's good. What else? What, any any anything else coming Somebody up? Somebody else asked about uh, plateauing with Dylan. I can't hear you because you're Sorry. covering your goddamn face. Um, somebody asked about, do you ever plateau with a dosage, develop a tolerance percent? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. So the answer to the question is, yes, you can develop a tolerance, but it's not the same way that you develop tolerance to uh, other medicines. Um, <clears throat> you can become used to the effects of it, but your your receptors don't saturate. So you just become more accustomed to the effect that you're going to get from it. So it's it's more of a uh, more of a psychological uh, adaptation than a physiological so adaptation. Your, body, still gets the your body, body will still get the benefit, but here's the here's the and that's because it produces itself. Is that like saying you're not addicted to the cannabis itself? You're addicted to the motion of just hitting the ball. So, so the there, there is yeah. there is an addiction to cannabis. Okay. Uh, there's a and every society basically has one. Four percent. It's lower than fucking caffeine, yeah. uh, which is 15 percent. But there is if you look, Gable, yeah, oh, the caffeine addiction rate is 15. It's massive. It's like 15 percent. If you look at there was a good uh, good um, study done by this guy last name Gable in 2006. Go look it up, people. Um, and he basically charted all drugs mm-hmm. on one chart. I know. Exactly he talked about is. yeah. He talked about uh, on on the uh, y axis and the uh, and the x axis. Mm-hmm. He spoke about um, um, lethal dose and um, addiction rates. Yeah. <clears throat> so you always want it to be on the lower left hand side, lowest addiction, lowest lethal rate. High, right side, you're looking at uh, right top corner. You're looking at the highest addiction rate, and you're looking at the highest uh, uh, mortality rate. Which was opioids, so, correct? So opioids are like all heroin. Opioids yeah. are all with benzodiazepines all the way up here. Mm-hmm. On this end, what did you have? Psilocybin and LSD. Psilocybin, LSD yeah. are the yeah. lowest, mm-hmm. and then you had cannabis. Yes. Yeah, they were still calling it marijuana. It was done in 2006. We've come a long way in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, and that's I mean that was a that was a very well done plotted it's it's talked about in the science all, a lot. Uh, Gable G A B L E <laughs> did that. It's a great chart. Uh, yeah, it's a good chart. Just of course we always have to be careful. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he wrote he he did the uh, did that did that work. So um, what else what else was I talking about? I don't remember. We were huh. just answering the you question. You don't remember either. <laughs> oh, right. So dosage, plateau. So can you plateau? You certainly can plateau. But here's how you avoid that. Strain change. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is strain change. If you feel like it's not it's not working, you either need strain change or a washout period. Cannabis doesn't have much of a withdrawal. You're not going to go into withdrawal from cannabis. You go into withdrawal from the cannabis culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you go into withdrawal from. That's why this month is... Vapor. Yeah, because it's not the cannabis you're addicted to. It's the culture you're addicted to. You're addicted to your bong. You're addicted to your favorite location for using your cannabis. Like smoking, yep. right? You're addicted like, to your friends. Well, no. Tobacco well, in, in, yeah, is super fucking addicted. Smoking blunts, you can get addicted is, to the but tobacco. that's why like, nicotine patches don't really work for a lot of people because right. there's so many other products that need right. That's, that's right. That's yep. right. But we talk about being mindful. Ever, I have not met... You know, I've not met more than a handful of cannabis users who don't talk about the word health and wellness. 
whether, you know, whether they're cannabis culture guy, whether they're a stoner, whether mm -hmm. they're like whatever culture they come from within cannabis, they all talk about health benefits. Yep. So if you're willing to talk about the health benefits, then you better walk the fucking walk. For a long time, too. That was the only way to positively speak about cannabis, too. Right. In Prohibition era was the health benefits. So they really got stressed. They got overstressed. So do you think that they were just liars? Do you think that there? I could admit that some of them were probably hypocrites for sure. Yeah, you could see somebody going and eating ten Big Macs and then smoking a joint. Yeah, yeah. or smoking a joint and then going and eating ten Big Macs. Right. It's not healthy, but you're promoting cannabis as a health and wellness. It's, yeah, it's not things like that from being you know. Or say you smoke weed every day and sit on the couch all day. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, I I agree with you. I think you know at the end of the day we have to be really. Uh, we have to be really mindful. And mm. I think people that were spreading all that talk and were out there with the banners of health and wellness, you know, just to get it legalized for some backdoor purpose, just be real with yourself. Yeah. You know, I, you know, stand up for if you want to get high, just tell people you want to get high. Because yeah. that's my argument for mm. recreational cannabis. And, and I think you gain a lot more respect from people if you said that, like, yeah, it's mentally beneficial or, like, something like that, like, just in, you know, general. What drives me nuts are people that come to the clinic and come to a doctor and just want to take advantage of the physician. You don't yeah. need me to get high. Cannabis is legal. Yeah. You want to have more amount of cannabis because you're using too much of it. You don't need that much. You want your own self-grow, and I know that we go through this all the time with the four plants. You're not going to have enough for – you know, to have something yeah. in flour, to have something in veg, there's to have that, something in harvest. Yeah. You and know, then there's you, the argument if your crop fails, especially if you have an outdoor crop that's limited to one your, season. But if, if you're your using it to get fails. high, yeah, if you can get high, it doesn't matter. But say you have an eight plant license for outdoor. Okay, but that's if my whole point. If four of those plants die, you're going to be screwed for right. that season. But, so you got to take care of them. But my whole mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. is that. For recreational purposes, it doesn't matter. No, four plants you could grow. But for medicinal, then it, it matters, which is why you could get more plants medicinally. But I got guys coming in here yeah. telling me I need 10 plants, I need 20 plants, I yeah. need 30 plants for my medicinal grow. But they're not using it for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. It's just not happening. So that really frustrates me, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm out here trying to bust my, you know, tail helping people and and then they go online and they write these nasty oh dr price he's been investigated by his college because they didn't get anything that they wanted because i'm right. not dumb yeah you know mm -hmm. you don't need my permission so at the end of the day just be real with yourself if you're doing it inside 20 to 25 plants to have a perpetual harvest is all you need. Okay, but that's for medical purposes. For medical purposes. Because you need something. Harvest. Right. You need a perpetual So you can produce harvest. oil every three months to keep yourself sustained. Right. That's what I'm meaning. Anything more than that, like for personal use, you, it's just too much. You're going to have a ton of excess. That's right. And where does that excess go? Black market. There's a lot of different avenues. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't know about those, but yeah. All right. Are you allowed yeah. to um, grow it and then give it to you, your friends? You can, you can donate up to 30 grams. Okay. You can gift share. But you should not be gifting anything out of your personal medical growth. That should that be out of your recreational plant. That's right. If it's medicinal, it's yours. It's yours. If you if you are sharing your medicinal plants with people, that is secondary gain sharing your and diversion. Yeah, sharing, sharing your prescription is not allowed. You'll be thrown out of my clinic. Yeah. Gonzo. That is not allowed. Our clinic. Gonzo. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Other questions out there today, people, before we get into our grow? 
little well, guide to got about a half hour of growing here. You can go through seven no. steps in half no. an hour. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. I think that's enough for uh, today from the science. We'll come back to that at the end. We got a half hour left here, and I got to learn how to plant my four seeds. Yeah. Although I have four kids, yo. <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Let's move on. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, hold on. I'm going to ask you questions because yeah. you know what you're doing and you're going to be talking to me the same way that when I talk to you guys, science, and you can't pronounce mm-hmm. cannabidiol, I can't pronounce a goddamn word you say when you start talking about growing. Okay. So here's here's what I'm going to say. Oh, I got an idea in my head. Mm-hmm. I want to grow cannabis. Okay. So where do I start? The first thing you start with is you determine the climate that you're in and what season would be best to be growing those plants. You need to determine what starting material you're going to okay, be Okay, so I'm going to start from here. Climate. Okay, I don't even know what any of that means. Now, climate. I live in, in Dundas, Canada. Ontario. Yes, so your season is shorter than most places. When do I want to – when – okay. Okay, so you, I'm saying your start. season is shorter. So season. Number so one. you're going to want to be planting in the spring and harvesting in the fall, just like all farmers do. So I'm going to get one, one crop. One season in Canada for outdoor growing. Really? Yes. So that doesn't seem too useful. It can be useful if you do it properly. Okay, so hold on. So I'm writing notes here, people. So what did you say? So climate. So climate. My We're climate is Hamilton. Southern Ontario. So, so when do I start? When do I want to plant? You want to start planting your plants mid to late May. That being said, only if that is from a clone. You're going to want to start your seedlings from seed in April to be ready for mid mm. to late, strong enough so you can put it outside. Hold Whereas on. If you get a cutting, it's already grown and rooted. So one second. I don't just take a seed and put it in the ground and, and be like like I mean, Jack and the Beanstalk. If you take I've four seeds and do that, life. the chances are a bit Two of the four actually grow. Do you put them together? You spread them out like spread they do them out. Farm. Spread them out. Well, if, honestly, if you're doing a grow like that outside, I would take 100 seeds and just throw them into the field and see what happens. But I'm going to have not germinated. Like I was saying before, you, they have to be germinated and then grow the plant. If you just put them in the ground ungerminated, the chances of it germinating are Can you tell me what germinated means? It means the seed cracks and the, what grows starts to grow oh, out of it. Okay. So like when you throw seeds in the ground, they're either going to germinate or not. Chances of them germinating in the ground are less than if you try and germinate them inside and a folded piece of damp paper towel or throw them into a my, cup of water. Okay, can, I'm going to stop right there. So my kid's babysitter came over mm-hmm. with these beans in a Ziploc bag with a wet paper towel. And she's sprouting them. And she's Monk sprouting beans. them. On the, Monk beans, right? on, 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 on a, on yeah. a window. So the seed of the bean is it. cracking open. Yeah, yeah, it's done that. Little That's bit. germinating. Really? That's what happens to a cannabis seed. See, she's so smart. Oh, my yeah. God. It's so smart. Oh, That's, I love it. And they're very good for your health. They're probably mung beans. The who beans? Mung, mung beans. Like mung? They smell like death. Like the smell of I'm death. not opening the bag. Dude. Yeah, it will smell. It smells oh, like. put flowers all over. corner. You know that smell? That's what mung beans smell like. Really? They smell like death. There's a quote from the office cool. when Take- Creed is doing germination oh, of seeds in his dress, or his, his uh, desk, and people keep coming by, and they're like, why does it smell like death? And then he goes, oh, I know why. I'm spreading mung beans in my desk. Who's what? It's Do from I- the office. If people are listening to oh, the office, still get it. Bobby, if you're out there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Basically, that's germination. So, okay. Once it's germinated, like I said, you're going to want to start. So, what should I do? What should I do? If you're a beginner, I'm a beginner. Grower, never grew a plant I in my life. I always recommend clones. 
It's much easier. I used to want to grow strawberries, so I take a strawberry and throw it in the backyard. Didn't work. work. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would work. Some vegetables work like that. Not all of them. And strawberries are fruit, but. Okay, right. That's what I meant. Yeah, for beginners, if you can obtain clones, especially ones that are Is it well legal rooted, to obtain a clone? Not yes. from a friend, but from a... You can obtain them from licensed producers, right. and I'm hoping the Ontario cannabis stores, the ones that are open, should sell them as well. Perfect. Currently, I don't believe they are. You might be able to get seeds, but I don't think you can get How clones you get yet. from the licensed producers? You would They're contact them and producers. directly contact them, and I believe that's still only open up to medical patients of that licensed producer. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, so now we know we're going to plant our clone mid-May. Can I do yep. May 2 for a weekend? That's one of the best weekends because you have lots of time. Right. Okay. So May 2-4 weekend, I'm planting a clone yeah. outside. The latest. Where do the I plant? Late, do I plant? One second. Latest, you want to plant. Plant before June 10. You'll get a full cycle, full season out of that. Plant them before June 10. Okay. How do I – so what, what do we you say? It's, if I got a – like it looks like a stem with a little leaf on it. Yep. Where, where, where do I plant So that's that step in? two, determining oh. the best location for your garden. So am I going to plant it outside or do I have to plant that thing inside? It's already planted though, isn't it? If your clone, your clone often they come in a Dixie cup. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Came in a Dixie you cup. You can take it out of that Dixie cup, put it in a little five gallon, let it veg out in your front window for three, four days, make sure it's stable, then okay. transplant it outside. May two for a weekend. So I should, oh, okay. Smart idea. Where do I transplant floor? That's what I'm going to get into right now. So determining the best location. So you have your own house, right? Yes. So some people are limited to things like they're in a condo, balcony. If you have your own house, personal garden. If you live in the country, you can use a forest or a field. Those are kind of your limitations for where you can determine your garden. Where in that area? So for you, yourself, being that you have your own property, personal garden would probably be the best place. When you say personal garden, what do you mean? Your backyard. Okay. Personal property where you live. Oh, I don't have a garden. Maybe this will I have be a your garden. first garden. Nas, do I have a garden? This will be your first garden. <laughs> and when considering your determining your location, you're going to want to think of these things. You're going to want to think of how accessible is that area? How much sunlight gets to that area? Can you easily get water to that area? So which part? What is the soil like in that area? Is it a very windy area? How is the security in that area? How are the pests and animals in that area? So damp swamps, lots of gnats, lots of pests in moist areas. Not an ideal place unless you put it in the top of the tree and run some uh, – what's the string you use for uh, like a kerosene lamp? Oh. You know that, that rope? Run that up into a tree with a pot in it and a plant. The rope will pull all the water out of the swamp and your oh, plant will grow on the top of the tree. Sorry, my That's gorilla growing. plant at the top no, of the tree? No, this is that. I, I got into that because it's just old school gorilla growing technique to hide them in swamps so no one can get them. You hide them you up in a tree? Build a, a box that you can put in the top of the tree so it's always getting sun. Then you box. run one of those kerosene wicks down into the swamp that pulls the water oh, up to the Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. Like that come in those things that you – like you – Put yeah. it in the ground that yes, light up that and they get wick. wet. Yeah, the and you wick. You run it into water and then it's run like it up into honey the wax plant, or something. It will pull that water up into the plant and feed it. So smart. you can hide them in the top of a tree. That's the only way to do it in a swampy area. Wow, pretty smart. That's gorilla growing in BC at its <clears> finest. Interesting. Okay, so aside from that, so, so now that you say best area, that's so where sun. Let's go back to sun. So what so is sun the best area? On the side of a hill facing south. Let me ask you what you mean by the side of a hill. Side of a hill, so something that is a little more elevated. So say sure. you have a tree line. Okay. The top of the mountain or the side of the hill is going to be above the tree line. Like you're going to get a maximum of coverage of sun that day. So above the tree line? 
If you're on the side of a big ass hill, yeah. I'm not on the Okay, we live in a normal house. I have a little side, so I should literally grow it on the side of the hill. If that hill's southward facing, yes. Like when, because the sun goes up and goes in an arc, right? Yeah, yeah. So it goes from east to west. If you're facing sorry, northward, like if you're facing northward, the sun's gonna be behind you. If there's a house behind you or anything, or a hill, if you're on the north side of the hill, the south side of the hill is gonna get all the sun. The north side of the hill's blocked. My whole backyard is the sun all so day long. Facing south, uh, but I also have a hill there. That's perfect. But some parts I don't have because it. if it's flat, the trees will block the sun from coming down. If it's above there and it's on a hill. The sun uh, so will here's the problem. That. So, so the problem is, I live on the conservation. So the trees are massive around mm-hmm. us. The hill, it's like it's still in between the trees, but I still get the sun the whole time. The sun's there the whole time. The trees aren't blocking us. So it doesn't matter where it is as long as the sun is south there. Southward facing, ideally. I have. So, I live on the south. Yes. You want it to be southward facing. I don't know what you're That's going to maximize your. I always thought this. Check where the sun. Well, the sun goes from east to west. But yeah. I think if you're facing <laughs> south. You'll always see the sun. If you're facing north, it will be behind you. A, okay. Just going to say okay. Think, okay, think of it this way. If I remember you have a mountain, every shredded week. If you have a mountain. South, if you, if you <laughs> remember have, that? If you, look, cool. You're a skier. You look yeah. at a mountain. There's always a dark, I know the north face. Side. Yeah, I know north face and south face. Yeah, that's you all. You think of it that way. Okay. The north face is darker. Yeah, no. The south, uh, right. Uh, for right. sure. Because the always sun goes North face is always windblown shit. Yes. East to west. And it rotates And south gets really, really hot and... Exactly, because the the south side's blocking the sun from the north side. Because it's the sun goes. So this is the mountain. The sun goes this way, and then it's at the the peak of the mountain. That side shadowed. It's the north side. Dark. No, 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 really think that. about yeah, it. Yeah, There's it, round, right? Yeah. It's not flat. It, no, come on. I've watched. That. <laughs> but now, wouldn't that be flipped on the southern hemisphere then? So if you were, to it, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it would, right? It would be. Southern yeah. Hemisphere, do it the opposite. We're talking about Canada, though, here. Okay, know, so, just, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm growing in my backyard. Mm-hmm. I have this clone. I've taken – so so far, I've, it's come in a Dixie cup. I've put it in a five – I've taken it out of there. So far, you haven't a, planted anything. Put it in a five-gallon pot to veg in your in your For a couple window. days. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, look, it's May 2 for It's so sunny outside. So in now my you've, backyard. you've determined your location. Yeah. You've determined that you're going to be growing in as a clone. Yeah. The next thing you're going to want to determine before you even plant is what type of medium you're going to use, which basically means what type of soil you're going to use. When you're outside, look at the area that you live in. Look at just what the soil is particularly like in that area. So I Like underneath the grass. Underneath the grass. Dig down three feet and see what you find. Three feet. See what you find. If it's very clay-rich or very sand-rich or very silt-rich – there's a three sure. compounds right there. I'll explain them right now. Okay. Sorry, this is what you do when, when you run into a very clay-rich soil, which is common in Canada. So clay-rich soil is very heavy, doesn't hold oxygen particularly well, and it drains very, very slow. So for around four weeks before you want to plant in that area, dig your holes and fill them with a significant amount of compost, manure, organic materials, so it helps to break down that clay and make it into real soil. Can I hire a gardener? This is easy stuff, man. <laughs> like, this I'm, is to I'm already out. Way. I'm like, I was already thinking, la la land. I feel like that's a good side business opportunity, though, right? <laughs> For sure it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. But so plants, we'll clay, do so by doing this, actually, hey guys, we're starting here. We have a business. And all the organic Tyler, matters a month before, what you're doing is you're improving the drainage. 
you're offering aeration to the soil and it ensures that your plant will receive the adequate nutrients because all of those organic materials that you're putting in there have the nutrients. So I should do it right now. Yeah. If your if your soil is really clay rich, I have clay rich soil. Yeah. But I think we also like I've got uh, I've got you probably stuff. got clay up there would be clay. Yeah, but I also have don't like I have limestone. No, but I have like gardens around raised bed gardens, raised like they're with so, yeah. rocks and stuff. Yeah, I can. So you can plant in came with the bed. house. Just saying. So <laughs> raised beds, you're going to be above all that clay. Right. It's a raised bed. Yeah. Things you look at at raised beds is they dry out faster. You're going to need to water more frequently, and you're going to need to use good soil. So you don't want to just go to the store and buy any soil because soils at the stores tend to have a lot of – Tyler, your phone is giving us a lot of fucking problems. Is mine falling? Turn it off. All right, go. So that's what you do with clay-rich. So you run into sand-rich soil. So you live in Wasega Beach. You have very sand-rich soil. It's a good option because it drains very well and it warms up very quickly and holds heat well. The downside is that it doesn't hold nutrients very well and it can become problematic when it gets very wet. So what you want to do with very sandy, sandy areas is dig holes for the plants, add (laughs) peat moss and compost and bind the soil by heating it. I like peat moss. Yeah, so you add those things in. By doing this, this will help the soil actually retain the water and drain it out properly. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you want to do when you run into sandrich soil. Okay. If can I bring you a sample of my soil? Yeah, you can. Perfect. I'll test the pH in it. I have trimix. What's trimix? I don't know. Listen, I love flowers. I'm good at making mm-hmm. bouquets. I just don't garden. Garden. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're very, very r- lucky, you'll just dig down and you'll find silt, which basically means What's that silt? it's prehistoric riverbed. That we still have existing? 100%. Lots of it. So think of rivers that have dried up over millions of years and what's left out. I think there's a river under my house. Think of it this way. The Holland Marsh between Barrie, that's an old riverbed. That soil is some of the best soil in Canada because it's full of silt. Really? It's still still a sediment. I've heard of silt. When the river gets, it pulls, it pulls everything. So I can explain what it is. So silt, it's it's just from riverbeds. Or prehistoric riverbed. Does a river run through it? No. Well, it used to. Get it? It used to. So the only downside to silt <laughs> is that it doesn't hold nutrients well. Add peat moss to it, it will. Other than that, it's probably what the happens, best so When you say it doesn't hold naturally. nutrients well, what happens to the nutrients? It, dr- it drains really oh, well. It, so right. you add peat moss to add the clog on. Right. So it drains right the, into the soil, into the ground. Right. And so then it's gone, so. it'd be the opposite of clay. It clay well, that makes sense. Hold water really well. You yeah. don't want to add peat moss. You want to add stuff that's going to break it up. Right. So you want to use organic material, I get it. compost, and all that. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've now decided that I'm clay, clay driven. Rich, so you should dig your holes about a month before and throw a bunch of compost into them. Do not use animal compost or animal fats because that attracts unwanted pests like animals and deer, things like that. So what should I put in there? You should be putting fruit, 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 eggshells, fruit, eggshells. all kinds of compost. Okay, I understand. Duck poo, bat guana, chicken poo, you know, any type of all the, all the, you know, all the duck and bat poop. I, got I can get up. you duck poo, no problem. Yeah. Got I got hookups on duck poop. From okay, state. so now we put we've done that. Month has gone by. A month has gone by. And my, now my plant last, is still vegging on the last way. step. You want to do is test the pH of that soil. Okay. So you just get a little tester kit. I got Very a simple. Kit. You want it to be between six to seven pH. Okay. Cannabis likes acidic soil, but not too acidic. 
Okay. Please remember that if you do buy store-bought soil for a raised bed or just planting in the ground, they're not often pH. So check the pH even if it is store-bought. Okay. And you want it at 6.1? Mm-hmm. Now, to s- step four. Okay. This is getting close to planting the plant. Okay. This is where you're going to want to add in all your organic fertilizers to the soil in your holes that you've already dug. Yeah. So like I was explaining before, you can use all of those organic composts. You can use things like kelp meal, blood meal, fish meal, tea leaves, worm casings. All of those things are great for soil. You can pick all those things up at your local. What's the compost supposed store? to do then? In step in the step. Two? Well, compost is just it's all different nutrients. Oh, in step three, it breaks no, down. Dig a hole, put compost. Yep. Okay. So that's not part of the soil. No, you're making your own soil. You're making your own live soil. That's what you're doing. And so now the nutrients is the fertilizer. Organic fertilizer. Organic fertilizer is like nutrients. Kelp meal, blood, blood meal, meal, fish meal, tea leaves, worm casings. There's a long list. If worm go, casings? Yeah. Oh, like the skin of a worm. Yeah, that's what's in soil all the time. Worms we used to do soil. labs. We used to do that. So. Yeah. Okay. For sure. We used to do it on worms in high school. So by adding all of these ingredients before planting, <laughs> you won't need to add any more fertilizer <laughs> to the plant for many weeks. So when you're planting in your backyard – this is nice because May 2-4, once you're done, you can go on vacation in April because you can leave your plant for a while now. It has Sorry, what? Well, how do I go on vacation in April? Because once it's planted. But it's not. It's April is after, so, is before May. Oh, sorry. The month <laughs> after. May, you June. You can go to vacation in oh, June. Oh, okay. You are dyslexic. I am very dyslexic. Very right. dyslexic. Because if you add all these nutrients in before actually planting the plant, so when do I do that fertilize? What, how long before do I do this? This is one month. You can do it a month or a week before just compost takes a while to break. So the compost you do a month before add the organic fertilizer one week. You can add the fertilizer about a week before or a month before. Honestly, it's the same time. If you're doing clay rich, you might as well throw it all in there when you dig your holes. Okay. Good. And then right. you can continue adding that stuff over the weeks. Seems what you're doing is you're building up the soil full of nutrients and minerals that it needs for the plant to grow fast right off the start. And this way, you won't have it. to, once you've planted it, you won't have to go back <clears throat> and keep adding things in for several weeks because it has Can a I just keep it, it in a planter outside? I'm going to get into going into pots okay. as well. All right. So this then, is growing this in is the ground. Simple. Yeah, this we're just doing that today. In the ground. We could do the next one the next time because people mm-hmm. you know, can listen then. Yeah. Okay, go. So step. now you get to step five. You've yeah. created your holes. You've yes. made your live organic soil. Yes. And now you can plant your cannabis. How do you do that? So whenever you're planting cannabis, you're going to look at, so you're doing a clone out yes. of a five-gallon. It's going to be rooted in that five-gallon. So yes. what you'll want to do is you'll take that five-gallon pot and then look at your hole. So hold on, i got to talk in the mic. So look at your hole. Hold that five-gallon pot. Now kind of hover it in the hole to where it's completely level. With the like, ground. I, like I'm putting in, in yeah, one of the so planters, the same vis- idea what I do. Visualize where it's going to be. <clears throat> now start packing in all that other soil you have, laying around, digging it up, or the soil that you buy from the store and test. Start adding that in around the pot and just basically fill in around the pot so the pot's planted. Then so you plant it with the pot in there? Then after that, pull the pot out. How do you pull the pot? Just pull the pot out of where you with the plant? plant it around. Yep, with the plant still in it. And then what you'll do is you'll shake the pot. Flip it upside down, remove the pot, rub the bottom of the 
but what's the like roots and soil to stimulate the roots to grow? Like you want them to not be all combined together because you know when you take it out, of a yeah, pile, it all is... rub it so they're loose and hanging around. Yep. Shove that in the hole that you just made because it's perfect size for that pot, and then just pat around it and build a little bit of a mound around the bottom of the cannabis plant so water runs away from it. Sorry, where do you put the mound? Around the stem of the cannabis plant. So you're oh, in a okay. place. Yeah, yeah. I got you're, it. you're taking your fully so rooted the water plant, from the thing. You're planting your fully rooted plant back into that hole you just made, and I just cover it. Yeah. And then just you don't want to have like an indent so water builds up. You want to yeah, have a mound that. so it funnels out. Okay. Then what? Then just basically take a look at your plan. Look How around. often? Like, what are you going to do? Now we're going to get into. Dude, what are you doing over there? Do you need my help? Yeah. So that's step five. Now you're you've the best through. recording person I've ever seen in my life. How come we didn't have a problem right. until today? Now you've gone through selecting your location, just put it on the bottom. selecting your medium, Crazy. and selecting your fertilizer and planting your plant. We plant did that. is now all in the ground. Yes. So now comes the fun stuff. Yeah, what's that? How long? How to properly water and care for your plants. You keep covering it. And how to protect your plants from pests <laughs> and animals and other weather conditions that could mess them up, I almost swore. All right. All right, so step seven, or sorry, step six, realistically. You want to protect your plants. Guys, i got to help them. It's driving me absolutely mad. There's no good way. There is a good way. You don't know what you're doing. All right, I'll just keep going. Yeah, you keep well, I need that So protecting your plants from pests, that. animals, and weather. Sorry, everybody. Don't Who's make watching? the mistake of focusing solely on bothersome Done. insects. You're Larger welcome. animals such as rodents, dogs, cats, rabbits, deers, raccoons <laughs> can trample or attempt to eat your crop, which will destroy it much faster than any mite would. Okay. So while insects damage your plants over a few weeks or months larger animals like what i just mentioned can destroy them immediately or yeah how do i minutes. keep the plants out how do i keep like raccoons that's exactly I, I have what deer in my back so coyotes it should go without saying that you should be checking your plants daily for mites always and any pests to sorry stop. what i gotta check this thing for pet for mites yep but it's, it's outside everything's gonna grow on it not if you do the next few steps i'm gonna say okay so to stop larger animals like raccoons, deer, chicken all that wire. stuff, chicken wire fences around it work really well. Or you can use predatory urine like coyotes, bears. If can I pee around them. it? You can pee around it, but you're not naturally a predator of them. That's pretty good. So coyote, honestly, coyote pee works really well. Where am I going to get coyote pee? Ask a hunter. Yeah, they have them at the yeah. stores. What? They yeah. sell coyote pee? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sell deer pee, so too. Deer pee, yeah. But if you put deer Ew. pee, it's going to attract deer. So don't put deer pee. But will coyote deer pee attract coyotes? No. Not really, no. I always thought hair, like human hair, did something. They used to sell hair at the barber shop to people to keep around the animals from coming around the... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's more than I don't know hair. I've never used hair, hair around. I don't know. I could, I could totally. So, like I wrong. said, chicken wire to keep away large stuff. Or honestly, you're driving me. Urine. Honestly, Lucas All right, is driving me fucking nuts. Today. Animals like, like deer and stuff I don't even are know. also known to not like driving. garlic. Just leave his phone and out. And so are other pests like beetles, particularly <laughs> hate I do garlic. Love you, though. So if you can't plant garlic around your garden, 100% will keep away pests. Every type of beetle will keep away. I like garlic. Yeah, plant it around your plants. It'll keep away pests. Pests are known. When you to say not pests, like what are what are those? Mainly beetles. Kids? 
beetles that are going to eat your plants oh, and stuff. Oh, beetles. I have, I, a ton, I have a million. So my whole backyard is a beetle. Plant garlic, they'll all leave. Beetles really? Garlic. Yes. But is it going to smell my whole backyard up? Just hang a couple clothes on your fences. The beetles will go away, man. And when did you eat it? When the beetles leave, they're going to cause something else to like be in abundance. No. Gar- like animals don't like garlic so much because you got to remember animals' senses and smell and taste are a lot more intense than ours. It's pretty cool. So when they smell garlic, it's potent to us. Imagine how freaking potent it is to them. Right? Really? It's just like, you want to get rid of squirrels? Put hot sauce on stuff. The squirrel touches that hot I love sauce, hot it will sauce. never come out again. Same with dogs. You put a put a dab of hot sauce on something yeah, that sure, a dog yeah. likes, it will never touch it again. Never. No, do is that cool? It is cool. That man, hurts yeah. your mouth a lot. Yeah, so I don't but do that. you don't want your dog I'm chewing a, on your baseboard, no, for example. Yeah. Put a little hot sauce on it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. I love my dogs. Mm-hmm. But they're old, too. Now, so to keep away mites and little annoying pests that you might not even see. Three-year-old children. Yeah. That fence will keep those out. But uh, so there are other pests that are good. I don't mind putting hot sauce on kids. That's not <laughs> keep them <laughs> So good good pests you want around your plants, Yeah. buy ladybugs from your local uh, horticultural store. My, I got a bunch of those, too. Ladybugs are amazing at keeping away other pests. <laughs> ladybugs actually eat all the pests that cause harm to cannabis. And same with really? lace, lace wings. Sorry, sorry, what is a lace wing? It's a type of freaking bug. Oh, if you go to a hydroponic store or a farm store, you can buy them. They're yeah. expensive. But you can buy them. store? I don't think so. Pet store, I don't think so. They're kind of unique to organically keeping away pets. What was your question, uh, Lucas? Yeah. Um, if you're doing it outside, though, how how do you keep the ladybugs staying around? Well, you can, again, I'm going to get into it, but you can put a tarp over everything at night okay. and hold them in. And they also like to live on the cannabis plant because a lot of other bugs attack the cannabis plant. And those are the bugs that they eat. So they eat a lot. So I can't just plant this thing and just leave it and let it grow. Cannabis grows wild. You can, but you're not. You want your optimal medical cannabis. You want to optimize it. Okay, you say good. The best way to optimize. Okay, I like it. You set it and forget it. You're gonna usually. All right. Depending on the soil, too, you'll get cannabis that will taste terrible. Ew, I don't want that. Yeah, so what is there? taste good. Okay, so step six, we planted the cannabis. Step seven is we Protecting keep, from protect, pests. And what's step eight? And and so you're protecting from Verse pests seven. and weather. you got to protect from high winds that will break your plants or knock them down. Right. So easy way to do that is find which way the wind most commonly comes from. Yeah. Put up a tarp and cut slits in it so the wind will go through it, but it won't knock it over or turn it into a big kite. Oh, that's a smart idea. Very, very, very crucial because if you're in a windy area, your plants will will get knocked over. At the bottom, I'm I'm fine, so Mm. I don't have to worry about that. And then when your plants are in their last few weeks of flowering, so basically the whole month of September, if there's any expected rain or heavy rain, you're going to want to cover them with a tarp or something because – when your buds are fully developing, they're very moist. By adding more moisture to them, if the sun doesn't directly dry them up immediately, it will cause problems with mold and oh, You'll get bud rot and detritus and crap that you don't want. Okay. So with heavy rains expected, cover your plants, especially at night, because that's when the temperatures drop. Humidity plus cold temperatures creates powdery mildew. Okay. So what's step seven? And then step seven... Just let your plants grow, man. Just let You're it protected. grow. Think of what you just yeah, built. I, you see, built them in a friggin' case. They're completely protected. Let them grow. All you got to be worried about now is properly watering your plants and adding fertilizer when needed. How do you do that? 
properly watering your plants. So sounds nice, so complicated. I it's not, I'm trying to make this simple, to be honest. I know. There's a lot more to it. There is, eh? Even outside. Well, if you want it to be proper, right? If you want it to be good and worth your time, okay. So put now, out a loving care into it. right? So right, that's fair. so properly protected, pest weather. Cold, the nice thing water. about outdoor growing is for the first few months before September, rainwater is good for them. You're just going to allow them to drink water from the ground. Rain's okay. The sun will dry it off them. You won't get mold or mildew sure. until about September. So don't worry about that stuff. But if you're coming into a particularly dry spout. Or if you're in a raised bed where it dries out quicker, or if it's extremely windy, it will dry out everything very quickly as well. So on a safe bet, small plants require three to six liters of water per day if they're not getting groundwater. Oh, okay. And then if they uh, are, so if it's a raised bed during during like a hot or windy period of time, that's a safe bet because you're not going to get as much groundwater, especially if you've had a drought for like a week and a half, two weeks. Okay. Then going into hot, dry periods with larger plants will require 6 to 12 liters a day when it's not getting a lot of groundwater. If your drainage is not the best and you're starting to pool water in areas, this can be cause for alarm because waterlogged areas will cause diseases within the roots. Dig a ditch that the water will drain into. Drain it away from the plants. Hmm. Ways to increase drainage beforehand, especially if you have clay soil again, you're putting add, me to sleep now. Add a little bit of perlite or gravel to your soil. To did you write the these notes? Or you... Yeah, I wrote this all out today. You did, eh? Yeah. In between patients? Yes. Because, like, right, that's pretty cool. That you, so you know all this stuff because yes. you're reading it off your thingy, but this is your. This is all my stuff. This is all. This is this what is you do. what I could think of off the top of my head within the 10 minutes I have between patients today. Really? And I wrote out all my steps to growing. Okay, give me one last tip because it's. 420 and I'm getting tired right. of listening to right. this monotone shit. Sorry. It's, hey. I'm kidding though, but I need to do <laughs> All it. All right. The last really, really it's important not, It's tip, actually super important. If you are using tap water, please test it. Test the pH. Test the EC really? levels of it. Why so would anybody tap use water, tap water though? Oh, well, because it's readily it comes from available the and it comes from a hose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, so dumb. So, so tap water and hose water so has dumb. a lot of dissolved oh, minerals God. in it, which will build up in the soil and impact your pH levels. Also, in certain areas, uh, tap water has high levels of chlorine, which will kill yeah. your soil. Yeah. So I always recommend and reverse, and antipsychotics. Yeah. reverse osmosis system if you can afford it or – Use distilled water and then add things to it. Distilled water is probably a good idea. It's low pH, so you have to add things to it. Okay. Yeah, you add your nutrients to it. Well, guys, uh, water is good. That was awesome, honestly. So I think that's a good start for me. So whoever is listening, if you have any questions, DM me at Tyler M seven ten on Instagram. I'll answer any questions you got yeah. about growing. If you need help, come see me at Synergy and call him up because yeah. he'll come to your place to help you. Do all this stuff. Consultation. Yeah, consultation up. I got seven steps out of this. Look at your climate. Dig a hole. Test. Well, I, the first person will be an example. I'm going to get you to grow some beautiful plants this year. Listen, if I could do that, I then will. anybody yeah. in the world could grow a plant. Like a three-year-old kid yep. can grow a plant if I can Maybe do Maybe one weekend we'll go to your house, like okay. two, four, and I'll yeah. set you up. I'll do all this crap for you. All right. And <laughs> we'll I think you can probably get into it because once you started going, it's you addictive. feel like it's, yeah, 
exactly. And then you grew that plant for three, four months, yeah, and you get to indulge like, in it after. It's very of, enjoyable. Yeah. It's like yeah. cooking your own food. Yeah. It always tastes better. Yeah, for sure it does. Nobody else likes it, but I cook it. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. We're so if climate being boring, I try to keep it No, you did, but climate control, dig a hole, test your pH, add some organic fertilizer. That actually doesn't sound so bad now. Plant some cannabis, protect it, and rain is good. Always to – Mildew is not good. When going into, like, raised beds or pots, just remember it always dries out faster, if – all this sounds very strenuous. Like if you have a medical condition where you can't do this stuff, grow in a garbage bin, a full-size garbage bin. So Don't use like a 10-gallon or anything. Use the biggest receptacle you can find because you'll get a But only larger. after it's bigger. You want to start small, right, then right, get right. bigger, I'm then just, get bigger. Yeah. You want to transplant it. So May 2 for a weekend when you'd be taking it out, you want to transplant it into like a full-size garbage bin. That makes you'll sense. You'll get a much larger root mass. You'll get a pound off that plant rather than a quarter pound. Okay. Well, that's really good to know. Well, guys, uh, I mean, today we went through, uh, I, you know, we went through questions and answers. We went through Tyler telling us how to grow cannabis. Uh, we're going to do it at my house, May 2-4 weekend. It's we going to be. an indoor guide, too. Uh, it, we'll do an indoor guide the next time we're yeah. you and I. I mean, this is Maybe fun. Maybe in too. the winter. We'll do in the winter. Yeah, okay. Winter, we'll do an yeah. indoor guide. And there's going to be a lot more questions. I have a lot more questions that came up today. Yeah. We're just running out of time, and I'm getting. Uh, I think yeah, my my, somewhere, so. my brain is uh, is fried on new knowledge of growing, but uh, honestly, Tyler, I, I mean, you wrote all that stuff in between clinic today. Yeah, and I thought you were reading off of somebody else's notes. Those are your own notes. These are my own notes. That's well, that's pretty cool. Out. I mean, it is like, it's now it is property of synergy. Synergy's not. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty concise. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else do we need to know, guys? Uh, check out my Instagram, please, Dr. Ira Price. Uh, check, check out buywell.com, buywellcare. Buywell.com, buywellcare. Uh, if you're looking for coverage for cannabis, we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I need to plug? Uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, check out YouTube. Guys, just support us, Synergy Health. No, uh, the higher estate. I don't even know the name. Subscribe, Support us. like, comment. Yeah. yeah, go online. Comment, subscribe, and then we'll like. When we hit 200 subscribers, subscribers, we'll do a giveaway. That acts a great idea. I'll give yeah. away a vaporizer. There you go. Yeah. Hit 200. It is. Don't forget that it is vaporal after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though May two or May two four, even though 420 is coming up, all this May two four talk. Ooh. Even though 420 is coming up. Um, listen, if culture is the issue. And you all complain how healthy cannabis is, and we're all talking about it. Put down your blunt. Put down your bomb. Put down your joint. Even if you can do it 75% and you use one day 420, you want to smoke a joint, go for it. It's not a good idea in my opinion, but 75% is better than no percent. I've been vaping for only a few weeks. Have well, been I've doing? been vaping for – I have been good. I've actually really? been using the distillate and stuff. So okay. it's been really good for vaping. I played hockey last night. We, sorry, played on the Olympic-sized ice where usually I'll be coughing a little more. I felt good. Really? I did. I actually did. That's awesome. really good. See? There you go. <laughs> All you got to do is vape. Al, what do you say? I agree. Al? I agree. Really? It's it's cut my intake of cannabis down in in like tenfold. So that's right. It's awesome. All right, everybody, have an amazing week, and we will see you next. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. All right. Peace out. Ciao. Cheap. Yep.
Hey, this is Cheech. And this is Chong. And you're listening to Lifestyle Radio. What is it? Lifestyle Radio. Say it one more time. 420 Radio? Ooh. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. Wednesday is an action-packed day here at 420radio.ca. At noon Eastern, we get things started with cannabis and coffee with marijuana. Then at 3 p.m., the doctor is in. We can catch the higher estate with Dr. Ira Price. Finish up the evening at 8 p.m. with the award-winning Pace Radio Show with myself, Al Graham, and my rotating joint host. So don't forget to tune in on Wednesdays, I mean Wednesdays, when we can catch these live shows and their guests only here at 420radio.ca. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio.